Uh, last Sunday, we begun a series uh, entitled Love on the Weekend. How, who was who here and enjoyed part one? Who was here and enjoyed part one? I love being able to teach uh, with my wife. It's always a blessing to be able to do so. Uh, she's so smart. She's really the brains behind this whole operation, you know, uh, and so I'm grateful grateful to be able to share alongside her listen we're going to jump right into the word of god uh we're going to continue this series if you will uh can you turn with me to second kings the book of second kings what book did i say Kings. we're going to second kings and we're going to read um from verses 8 on through 17 and i believe that what we have to share today will be impactful and i'm looking forward to uh sharing it with you if you're ready for the word say i'm ready here we go one day Elisha went on to Shunem, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold now, I know that this is a holy man of God who is continuously passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed amen look at your neighbor tell him make a room for pastor andrew no <laughs> a chair my wife's like no you staying home fam a chair and a lamp so that whenever he comes to us he can go in there not only this uh one day he came there and he turned uh turned into the chamber and rested there the bible says and the shunanite woman when he had called her she stood before him and he said to him, say now to her, see, you have taken all this trouble for us. What it is to be done for you. Would you have a word spoken over uh, or spoken on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what then is, is to be done for, for, uh, for her? Gehazi answered, well, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, call her when he had called her she stood in the doorway and he said all this season about uh and he said at this season rather about this time next year uh, you shall embrace a son and he said no my lord oh man of god do not lie to your servant but god what god does is often unbelievable but the woman conceived and she bore a son about that time the following spring as elisha had said to her and no this is not a series that is uh, just about romantic relationships it's about love across the board if you're here last week you would have learned uh, that and so just want to put you there so listen this week we want to share uh, around the subject if we were to put a subject on it date night yes. date night date night everybody say date night date night, date night. listen uh, you know as we get started I just think about how many Things have shifted and changed in our lives. Uh, you know, it's before we got before we got married, when we were dating, things were happening one way, and then you know, after that, after we got married, things shifted because you can no longer leave and go back to your house. Come on, somebody. When you're mad, you got to go to the other room, and then you just got to slam the door hard enough to just y'all don't know what I'm talking about to make an impact. You can't hang up the phone. You got to you know. Uh, don't do that, husbands. Don't do that, wives. That's not good counsel. But nonetheless, things shift when you get married. But not only this, uh, how many of you know that things shift even further when you have children? And for those who have kids, you know, uh, one of our best friends in the house, um, 
you know, Leon and Johnson and, and Kimberly uh, Johnson. Uh, Kimberly's still at home with the baby. You know, Leon snuck away for a little bit to be with us. Give him a wave, sir, so they see who you are. And we're so grateful because God did a miracle in their lives. And we still celebrate how they are able uh, to have their son, Theo. Praise God. Uh, and so, but things shift when you have babies. And prior to having children, uh, date night was frequent. And, you know, and we were able to go out. We could just be like, we're going wherever. We're going to the movies. And you just leave and go. You know, but uh, when you get kids, fam, even just getting ready to leave the house is an event. Come on. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. It's two events you got to get ready for. Leaving the house and then the event that you're going to. And so, you know, the thing is that oftentimes we realize like in, in the initial phases that um, because we, it, was, it was very easy in that moment for us to get to the place where we were like, you know what? Let's, we, we could use the kids as an excuse to no longer connect. Because we're like, oh man, nah, the kids get our attention, all this. And, and I just tell you that this is why a lot of times you'll realize people will be married for 30 years and then suddenly out of nowhere they'll get divorced. And people will look around and be like, what, what in the world? Why, why would, I thought they were, and usually what will happen is, right, that once the kids are out of the picture, they've been sacrificing everything for those children. Y'all don't want to be real with me today. And so the love that they weren't investing in their own relationship, they were investing so much in the children that they forgot about it. So it's very easy for us to allow children uh, to distract us or to get to the place where we consider them as a hindrance. But how many of you know that children are blessings, first of all? And second of all, even when kids are in the picture, what we decided, we're like, you know what? We might not be able to go out as often as we'd like, but we still need to have date night. And so we're going to have date night in the house. And so we started, you know, every week having what we would call date night. We plan and we schedule to go out one night uh, um, a month. However, for the other three or four, we will uh, have date night in the house. And so what we want to share around today, this is just an example and kind of to help to set the stage and the tone for what it is that we want to share across relationships. Here it is. The goal of today I want you to grab uh, is that we've got to be to the place where we carve out space to invest in the integral relationships in our lives. We've got to be intentional about carving out space to invest in the integral relationships in our lives. So the first thing that we want to put out, pull out of what we heard and the message, the scripture that we read and to kind of set the tone as we jump in. Uh, point one, for those who are note-taking, I encourage you to do so, because I believe that there are some things we'll share that will be helpful for you. The points will be on the screen for you. Uh, point number one is this. The intensity of our intimacy is based on proximity. Let me say that again. The intensity of our intimacy across relationships is based on proximity. Go ahead and share around that, babe. So intimacy is really about how close or familiar you get to somebody or a thing. Proximity is about creating the space. And a lot of times we can be around people but we're not intimate with people because you, you're, you haven't created the opportunity. And I think about even people that were at the cross, there were soldiers there, they were close in proximity but there was no intimacy, mm. no relationship. Wow, and wow. how many times you can be in a household with someone, you can be, have friends in your life 
but there's no exchange, there's no connection, even, even though you're close in proximity. And I think about this with your relationship with Jesus. Wow, come on. Sometimes our um, devotion, our worship, our personal time with Jesus seems dead because mm. there's no intimacy. And when there's intimacy, there's reproduction. Come on. Right? Yeah. And so if you feel like you're not seeing fruit, it's because there's no intimacy. Maybe you are having your Bible, you are reading your Bible, but you're not really connecting through the word or God's not coming through. Or you're praying, but you're talking a lot in prayer and you're not receiving in prayer. Mm. Mm. And there's something about having that intimate. And I remember back in the day when I had, before I had kids, before I had a husband, I had a life, <laughs> had it all going on. So you don't have a life now, fam? I have a life. That's what you're saying? Oh, here she is. But there's me. different limitations, let's be honest. With my lovely family, I remember I can be praying all night, I can be doing all this stuff and not have uninterrupted sleep without children waking me up. And then I get up in the morning, I want to pray, but I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a season that I had, I felt at those times I was more intimate with God because I had the time. But really, I need to just carve out the time in this new season. Yeah. That I, it's not that I can't have it, but I have to be intentional with that time. And I would say, like, even when you think about it, like, because somebody's saying, well, what if you're in, like, for example, a long-distance relationship? Because you're using the example of God, and, um, and, and that's so powerful. Um, even with long-distance relationships, this is why we're saying you, it's not that you can't have intimacy from a distance, but the intensity of your intimacy, you know, is determined by your proximity, right? The temp- determined by how close and how intentional you are about connecting. I can't have children with someone, um, you know, over the phone. You know, that's not the way we can have a lot. We can have fun over the phone. Uh, y'all don't want to be real with me. That's okay. We married. We can talk about that stuff. But we can't, we can't have, there's, there's a level though in terms of being able to reproduce that happens based on our nearness, you know? I want to break um, it down even a little more, talking about intimacy. Intimacy is a journey. It doesn't just happen. Come on. And I think about when you're in a relationship, um, each time, even when you get intimate with someone, an article of clothing sometimes comes off. It gets closer. And I feel like sometimes when you even have a relationship with Christ, you have to get unclothed sometimes, undone with mm. him. And sometimes we feel uncomfortable because of whatever situations or bad experiences um, that you might have that you struggle in that area of intimacy. And I know um, some people know my you know, story. I, my, I have a background with sexual abuse in my, in my background is my story. And that struggled with my intimacy with not even with my spouse, but also with Christ. Yeah, yeah. And with that, we need to develop that trust with God and with people. And sometimes, you know, people are like, you know, that person is not really deep with me. It's because maybe there's some issues that happened before. Those mistrust was happened. And so intimacy is a process. Don't think that we have to jump in. Even though you can be dating someone for a long time doesn't mean that you've been intimate with somebody or even if you're married. There's a lot of marriages out there that not have not felt the full potential of intimacy. That's good. And, you know, and for those who are intimate, like, and especially with God, when you think about it, you know, um, some of you, you're like, well, I am intimate. I'm carving out space. I am intimate with God, and I don't hear God loud, you know? Um, sometimes the fact is that sometimes God whispers because he's so close. So, so sometimes you're not hearing, you know, you know the story about, and some of you may know this, uh, but there's a story in scripture. I'm not going to go there for sake of time. However, um, God was speaking, and, you know, the person who was listening for God to speak was looking for him in a whirlwind. Yeah. But he wasn't in a whirlwind. He wasn't in an earthquake. But he was actually in a still, small voice. And the fact of the matter is that oftentimes when you are close with God, sometimes you don't even have... There, there, there are certain things because of the intimacy level that my wife and I have. My wife and I, my wife can be on the front row and I don't have to say a thing to her. 
she just knows if I give her a look or if I, you know, it's like, I can't wait to take you home later. No, um, <laughs> she knows though. She knows the looks that, you know what I mean? Like if I want to communicate, if there's something wrong going up here, if I need her attention to get into warfare, whatever the case may be, you know, and so it is with relationships. Some of you are so close to your moms and your dads, you know, your parents that you have that same sort of relationship because of the proximity you know, where you know what's up with your mom, you know what's up with your kids, and there's, and there's power in that. So, so proximity has a lot to do with the intensity of our uh, of, of our. Okay, we're going to have a real, real moment. There's something in your nose. Are you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, you know, it's, it's gone. It's gone? Yeah. Okay. See, this is what marriage is about, and like, <laughs> friendships, you tell them what's going on, right? Embarrassing us in front of the whole church. Yes, love it. yes. But you see, this is the thing. When we talk about love, and as we unpacked love last week, and go listen to week one, if you, or watch it if you haven't done so, it's on YouTube. Um, you know, Mark chapter 3, I love what Jesus says. I need you to write this down. Mark chapter 3, verse 14. And I think this is a powerful passage of scripture, a powerful scripture when Jesus calls the disciples. Look at what is said, uh, what is, what, what is said of them here um, in verse 14. Are you there? It will be on the screens for you to uh, Mark chapter 3 and verse 14. It says, and he appointed 12 whom he also named apostles or sent ones. And the Bible says, so that they might be with him mm -hmm. and he might send them out to preach. Note this. Jesus did not call the apostles just to go out to preach. But it starts by saying that he appointed 12 whom he named apostles. 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 So he, so uh, they might be with him. Mm. God's desire for us, can I just talk about it? When we're talking about love, our love for God and our connection for God, God's desire, and this is what some of us think about, our relationship with God is very task-oriented. Mm. When we think of God, we think that God's desire, we're like, okay, now I thank you, Jesus, for loving me, and my desire now and my call, your call upon me is to go out and to just do stuff for you. But in actuality, he starts by saying he called them so that they might be with him. Mm. Look at somebody tell him God wants to be with you. God wants to be with you. God wants, God wants to be with you. He wanted to walk with those 12 apostles, mm. with those disciples, so that what they do for him is going to be the outgrowth of them being with him. So good. Oh, my. So as I'm sharing your heart, Jesus, with others, I can share your heart because I know your heart. Mm. And many of us, we are ineffective in our communication of God's love to others. And we think it's because we need to read some more Bible. We think that it's because we need to, because we don't know the addresses of scriptures. Come on, somebody. Mm. We think, but in actuality, it's oftentimes because we are not being intimate. We're not clo in close proximity with the Savior. And the thing is, come on. And any relationship here, God has never moved. Mm. Mo each time he, we have moved from him. Wow. And so when you feel lost, you feel disconnected, go back to where he, where you left him. Mm. Two weeks ago in your Bible app that you haven't opened up. Three weeks ago in your well. journal. A month ago you didn't go to church. I don't know. No, no, no judgment. But where did you leave him last? He's still waiting for you. Wow. 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 Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That is so good, you know, and, and, and I just think about all this. Again, this goes across all relationships. It's imperative for us to really think about 
how are we in terms of proximity, we want to talk about also the importance of being present. Everybody say being present. being present. Here it is. So not only is number one the intensity of our intimacy based on proximity, but number two, you want to read number two? Number two is being present in the moment makes it potent. Yeah. Being present in the moment makes it potent. And, you know, how many of you know you can be present and not be present? That's why a lot of us, we come to church and we miss everything that happens. And you see people freaking out and you see people testifying. And oftentimes the difference is you're like, I was here too. But you were here too, but your mind was on your bills. Mm. Come on, somebody. Your mind was on that jerk chicken that you were going to yam after church. <laughs> your mind was on the challenges and the struggles. And it's like there's power in being present i realized like even with us because i was not good at being present and talking about romantic relationships you know how many of you we we actually had to get to the place in our family where we made the decision no phones at the table mm -hmm. and we had to be in we had to be intentional about that some of y'all right now are scrolling through instagram and you're like i know exactly where these guys are going and that's why you miss because how many of you know that you can hear the same scripture 50 times and get a different understanding every time you hear it that's the difference between hearing and revelation. Mm, that's good. Because there are a lot of us that we just hear stuff, but God wants to teach you something, and he'll often teach it to you, but you have closed yourself off because of familiarity mm. and being accustomed to hearing. So this is the difference between being present. We live in a world that is full, 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 full of distractions. I think about all the time. I asked my husband the other day, like, so what did you eat last week? He's like, I don't remember. I'm like, what did you eat on Monday? I don't remember. Tuesday. A lot of times we don't see the benefits of being in our word or being present in prayer. You might not remember what you ate last week, but you were living and you're breathing because you ate something. Wow. So good. I might not, um, when I'm not in my word every day, I'm actually malnourished and don't even realize it. And so even though you don't see the benefits in the moment, the revelation or the result of reading the word or the result of the prayer request that you're giving to the Lord, you're still feeding yourself. You're nourishing your soul. And so a lot of times you're like, oh, I don't, I don't remember what I read. It's not about remembering. It's something about positioning yourself. He will bring things to your rem remembrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you don't realize that. And so do not despise when you don't remember scripture or you don't feel anything. It's, it's not about a feeling. Love is not about a feeling. On, the Bible is not about a feeling. Revelation is about a feeling. It's about truth and knowledge coming into the right place and being in alignment. And so when the time comes... You're full of strength because you ate something last week. You, you read the word last week and you can pull back from what happened last week. Wow. That is so powerful. When, as you were talking, I was thinking about how, you know, in all the food that we eat, we know we're supposed to eat our veggies, you know. You don't know the molecular breakdown. You don't know the vitamin structure of every single piece of food that you eat. Come on. But you know that when you eat it, even though you can't break down every piece of it, that it is nourishing your body. And I think we become so, uh, when we hear certain things, we don't realize that there's power in just being present. Mm -hmm. And we've, God wants to imbue us with his word. Mm -hmm. Like you become like a sponge and you just soak it up. It's powerful because I'll never forget, like there's so many times when I'll read stuff and you read through a passage of scripture and my wife referenced God bringing things to your remembrance. It's nuts. You know, you'll, it's when you're in the situation. God did, see, this is the thing. God doesn't promise that you're going to remember everything always at that moment. But it's powerful how you can recollect stuff and stuff will pop up and you can regurgitate things that you may have read months ago. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, out of nowhere. That's the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. Some of us, we, 
we're, we think that the Holy Spirit and this whole church thing is about titillation when in actuality it's beyond emotions. It's about practicality. It's about you being in a situation where you want to blow your brains out but because you were connected with the, with the source, because you were intimate with Jesus, he causes some faith and strength to rise up in you that you know that otherwise you would have had to go hit that pipe. But now you have some supernatural strength. Can I, do I got like one or two real people Come in on. here? I mean... This this is some powerful stuff. If you so, don't waste this moment. Don't waste this moment. And two things that just came to my mind is when you kind of feel like even when you're disconnected from Christ or you don't feel like you're you know God's speaking in prayer is a lot of times you're the reason why is because you've been in 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 uh, digesting junk food. Oh wow! Digesting what you're watching. Mm. Spending more time with Netflix, spending more time scrolling on Instagram. What are you digesting? Oh, wow. And a lot of times we feel we're, we're glutton over bad things, not the good things. Mm. And so just think about what, where you are right now. Maybe I'm feasting on the wrong things, and oh, that's why Jesus. I'm not feeling. I feel backed up. Come on. Whoa. Whoa. Spiritually hey. constipated. Hey. Come on. Whoa. You're backed up. You're malnourished. You're breaking down physically in the spirit of yourself. Wow. Because you're not taking care of yourself. Some of us, we, and we talk about this, numbers are very important. When you get on the scale, it tells you something. When you get your blood pressure, it tells you something. Figure out where you are in the number in your spiritual realm in your life. Wow. And secondly, we're talking about pulling things back to remembrance. Do not despise teaching your kids scripture. Come on. At so a young good. age. So good. And praying for your children. Because they will come back in their, in their adulthood or in their high school or even in their adult life older when you put the word of God in them. This week in particular, man, man. I'll never forget. My, our kids blow us away all the time. We have family worship, right? Um, every Saturday morning, that's our goal. That's our practice. And uh, just because, you know, how many know you can come to church? We're, we come as leaders. Mm -hmm. We don't come to receive in this moment. We get to receive in worship some, and all of that. But it's predominantly about pouring out. So we want our kids to make sure. We want to make sure our family is galvanized around the word. And so look, so on Saturday mornings, we, during the week, our kids will give them a passage to read. And then on Saturday mornings, we come together. And, uh, and so they've been reading this scripture. And I'm telling you, it was nuts, fam. This, this past Saturday morning, my kids... They not only knew the whole story of Jacob and Esau, of Jacob and Esau they, they went beyond it. They even knew numbers of stuff. They, were, they knew 400, 400 cattle and they and were going in. They were just going off. And I'm like, man, you would never look at them when they're just fortnighting, you know, and talking about no, chatting people and all sorts of crazy stuff. You would never realize, but there's power in investing uh, this stuff in your children because mm -hmm. this is about building this room. And when I think about this, you know, two things I want to say. First of all, you rem you remember uh, if you grew up in a Christian environment or with Christian practice, there were the the importance. There were certain things that our parents built into our lives that were all about helping us to rid ourselves from distraction. Yeah. Closing your eyes when you pray, right? For those who do so or those who grew up doing so, it's not to be in a position where you're being religious. Or you have to close your eyes when you pray because, you know, you're going you, to see Jesus when your eyes are closed. <laughs> but the whole idea is that you close your eyes so that you can stay focused. Yeah. So that you're not looking around at the things that are around you. This is why one of the things that we do. Clasping your hands when you pray. It's not because Jesus cares about if you do this when you pray. But this is something we do when, we, when, we're, when we're in a position of a petitioning, Right? And so like things like this that we do when we're growing up, it's because sometimes your body has to do stuff before, and then your spirit and your mind catch up later. Come on. Oh my. Yeah. 
And so it's not about enforcing religion, but sometimes, you know, these are the things we do to help. We, we need to do certain things and put stuff in place to make sure that we have our date night, to make sure that we carve out the space and that proximity is there. Because you can be present and not present. Like with working out. If I'm to the place where, you know what I mean, I'm supposed to be doing these, these push-ups, and you know how we do, and we're like, and, and a lot of us, we'd be taking selfies, talking about we're working out, you're not working out. You're sitting there like this. Be like hashtag 50 push-ups <laughs> you on your phone you're not present you know if Antoine and Sylvia are here they'll let you know that it's if you're not in the workout if you're not there if you're not actually um, you know doing even in terms of form form has a lot to do with it my wife was getting a personal training from Sylvia I don't know if I'm supposed to say that out loud I don't know uh, business on the street but um, but she would come and she'd be like, no, babe, you're not supposed to lift the weight like that. You know, there's a form. There's a way you have to do it. You got to be focused for this stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't just, you know, go to the gym and be a waste you. Um, so, so anyways, um, also, this is the last thing I'll say. And then we'll move on to point number three. Frequency is imperative as well. Mm. See, you can't look, you can't have a one night stand and talk about your, talk about you have a relationship. So many of us have one night stand, a one night stand with Jesus talking about we have, I, I, you know, everybody will check the box off on a Christian card and say, I'm a Christian. But we have one night stands and we we're to the place, even with our relationships in our lives. You know, we, we, we're, there's not enough frequency for there to be a to be strength hmm. and potency that happens. So point number two, being present in the moment makes it potent. But number three, number three, everybody say number three. three. Y'all still with us? Here we go. Number three, number three, this is what we need to do. We need to invest in creating spaces and finding places to connect. We've got to invest in creating spaces and finding places to connect. So two things for you. The first thing is we note that Jesus, uh, that um, this woman rather, in the Old Testament, the scripture that we talked about in 2 Kings chapter 4, is this story of Elisha. Elisha is a prophet in the times of old, before Jesus showed up. The book of Hebrews lets us know that God in times past used to speak through especially through his prophets mm -hmm. and so when prophets were present right as you can see in this story he's asking you want me to go and say a word to the king like there was there was uh they had influence fam and not only this the power and the presence of god was manifest especially in and through the ministry of prophets in the old testament this is before jesus shows up and then Jesus is in the position that he is in. And so it's powerful because, you know, this woman, she realizes that as the prophet is coming by, she says, what I got to do in this moment, because I want to experience, I want to experience the power of God in my house and in my life. She goes, I'm going to invest. I'm going to take my wealth, mm -hmm. right? And again, wealth is whatever you have. Many of you are wealthy and you don't even know it because mm -hmm. you think wealthy is a dollar amount. And there's some people, you know, how many of you know health is wealth? Come on. Come on, somebody. You can have all the money in the world. And guess what? You're not taking nan, not one dollar of it with you when you leave this place. And if you do, somebody's going to dig you up and get it out. Y'all don't want to be real with me. So, so the bottom line is that, you know, she took her wealth. She took what she had and she created space for the man of God. Built a room, fam in her house, invested resources. 
And so this is where we're talking about, you know, when it comes to doing what we do, uh, when it comes to date night, when it comes to carving out space, whether it be for God or for your, you know, family and your friends and the relationships that are integral in your life that you need, we've got to commit to being to the place where we invest in creating spaces and finding places uh, to, to connect. I think we focus so much on dollar amount and resources again. Mm. I have friends that will be like, want to invite me over, but like, I don't have any food. I'm like, do you have water? Come on. If I really want to have a relationship, it's not about what you have. It's what I can bring and how the, the communication or the, the good time you can talk about. And so also when people are like, oh, my house is a mess. Listen, I didn't come to see your house. I came to see you. And if you're coming to see my house, I don't want you at my house. And I think those are... The barriers we have so many times when we don't invite people in our home is because we're focused, oh, I don't have the nicest uh, place, or I live in a basement apartment. Trust me, when I first started this church, listen, I was so embarrassed to invite people over to where I live because I owned a house before and I felt like I didn't want to be labeled where I might currently am. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. I've had a nice house before, but if you saw me now, that's how you labeled me. And then I realized I'm hindering relationships that can be formed I can invest in because of, I'm worried about what people think of where I live. Come on. That's so good. Wow. You know, so it's not even about finances, like we said, because, you know, you can start. Just like when I taught you guys on that whole series around wealth and, um, and the concept of, of, um, of prioritizing the kingdom, I told you you could start where you are with what you have. You can start building wealth where you are with what you have. Instead of, it's not something that you have to wait for in the distant future. When I get to this, you're not going to get to this if you don't start now. Are y'all hearing me? And so the whole idea is you got to start now. Like we said, okay, you know, there's a time coming. In fact, now we're getting to the season where, you know, one of our kids is going to be able to babysit all of the kids. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> We are getting ready to be able to do all sorts of stuff. But, <laughs> amen. Um, it's important. So for us, we're like, with our kids, like we said, you want to increase the spirituality in your, in, in your house, carve out time for family worship. You know, actually make it a non-negotiable. You want to you wanna, uh, have fun with your kids. You don't need to always take them to Chuck E. Cheese. You know, the most annoying place on the planet. <laughs> you don't have to have Disney World budget. Come Yo, on. we on Saturday mornings, a lot of times after worship and stuff, we, during the summer months, we stay at the, the uh, water up, you know, the, the Pickering area water and the Ajax area water. And we skip rocks with our kids. Yeah. Sometimes your, kid, your kids are looking for you just to be present. Yeah. And the reason why oftentimes Fortnite is babysitting them and Netflix is babysitting them and Treehouse and YouTube with those demonic kid shows, y'all don't know about any of that, and Caillou, Caillou screaming a bad... Mm. Bad tale, child. It's because we are not willing to invest the time. Your kids want you in many cases. Now, you don't have to wait till you get a budget. That's why a lot of times, even when it comes to giving, and people be always like, oh, I can't give now because I have too little to give. Come on. No, fam, that's not the way it works. You, don't, you, you can be bountiful with a penny. Yeah. If that's what you have, you got to start now. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And so when I think about it, it's like, were you going to, go ahead. No, you can say it. Go ahead. Oh. Like for us, like, you know, you know, date night typically for us is for, <laughs> we're laughing. We're 
so cheap because we're on a budget. We do three dollar cheesecake from Walmart. Yo, like, fam. Yo, those things come with. It comes with two slices. Yes. You can get. My wife loves the the chocolate mousse yes. side, and I get the turtle side. Come on. Three dollars. You should try it out in the frozen section. Yes. Yes. And we made a decision that money will not deter us from having date night. Come on. Our kids will not deter us from having date night. They know Tuesday night in bed by 8.30. Non-negotiable. They know. They know that they, oh, they're like, oh, it's date night. I'm like, yeah, I get to bed. Like, they know because, you know, before we used to make up excuse, we don't have babysitters because you know how expensive it is to pay a babysitter, go out for dinner, then pay for the meal. We decided, you know what? Three out of the four weeks, we will be home. Kids are in bed by 8.30, and we will do an activity, mm. and we'll be present. We put away our phone for at least 60 seconds, 60 minutes. We don't touch our phone. And like I bought this like from $3.99 at the Dollar Power at um, Vibe Come to Dollar Power. Yes. It had a, it had a miniature um, Connect Four. It was so cute. So we put a blanket on the floor with our cheesecake, and we play Connect Four, and we connect with some good music, and we talk. And so. And you know on the TV, we don't have a fireplace, so you know on... Uh, on some of those cable stations. What number is it on the TV? 1535. 1535. Amen. We put the 1535 on there. Marcel, you know about the 1535 engine? 1535 and cheesecake, man. We finna have a date night. Come on. We will not make money an issue. We do not make money an issue. And Come sometimes, on. trust me, we've done the Ruth Chris. We've done the expensive date nights. Yep. We've done the, the getaways. But we, uh, we want to make sure we invest in the moment. And we, we, we don't want money to be the issue. Come on. And I encourage you. If, and also, this goes with even friendships. Yeah. There was a season about a year and a half ago. And what people don't realize, we're new to Toronto. We lived in the States for 14 years. We don't have community here. We're building community alongside this church. And about almost two years ago, I was lonely. Because I, I had a child for 24 hours a day, my shadow, that would not take a bottle, would not go to anybody. She was with me, and she was different than the boys. The boys were free, and she just stuck close to her mama, which is great. But mama never got free time, and I was bugging my husband all the time, like, when are you going to hang out with me? When are you going to the mall with me? Go to the movies with me. And I realized at the moment, and God showed me, my husband's not my girlfriend. He's Say that my- again, fan. Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> My husband is not my girlfriend. He's my husband. And he can't feed me in that air that a girlfriend can feed me. And I can I, feed you, fam. Listen. We can handle some business, but listen. I'm not... This ain't no girlfriend's but, but, but the thing, <laughs> But the thing is, I, I had to realize I need to be intentional with some coffee dates to put on my calendar. Yep, yep, I have yep. to be intentional that I connect with people. I have to carve Jeez. out that time. And it's really, really important. I think sometimes... When you, especially when you're first married, you're all up in your, with your spouse or you're, you're dating, but sometimes you have to remember your friends and invest in those places. They can speak in a way yeah, yeah, that yeah. even your husband or other people cannot speak into you. I want to say this too, and I hear the Lord, and this is, I, I, I'm always getting emotional about it because i just stirring in my heart to just even tell a family in here and someone who represents a family, stop waiting pe- till people die to get together. Yeah. Stop waiting till people die. And then the reason why y'all act up the way you do, uh, especially at funerals of people that look like us, y'all don't want to talk about it, uh, is because you don't have, because you're not investing in the relationships before people die. Y'all, y'all going to be real with me t- this morning? And so we have to go out of way. Stop, t- stop waiting for the big family reunion to get together. Mm-hmm. We've got to invest and make sure that you are 
pouring into your family and building it up and not just waiting for big events, you know, or waiting for you to get money, you know, to be to that place. And, and, and even in talking about this, being spontaneous is important as well. Yes. Some of us become so religious that we can't pray unless it's at a specific time, you know. We can't, it's like sometimes Jesus wants you to be spontaneous. Yeah, he knows everything, but he still wants you to be spontaneous. You know, some of us, in terms of carving out, because we're talking about investing and we're also talking about retreating, you know, it's important because you've got to take, we've got to get to the place where we invest. Sometimes you have to, uh, you have to get to the place where you are, uh, where you are intentional and where you're spontaneous, where you might need to have your prayer time in the shower. It might be for some of you, the time has shifted and you might, might need to carve it out on your drive home. Mm. Come on. Instead of listening to CFRB 1010, turn that off for a second. Instead of listening to the music that you listen to in full, you know, you can listen to music. We're not those people. Listen to it. I listen to it. We have a great time. We, we're, we're definitely not over spiritual or super religious. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, however, you sometimes need to carve out space in different places to be yeah. spontaneous. My wife loves when I when she doesn't have to be the one to plan stuff. Oh, yeah. When I learned that, fam, I mean, it was like there's so much ease, you know, in terms of the love department, it's like cutting a butter, cutting butter with a hot knife. When you find out what it means or the things that she values. And for her, one of the things she values, aside from me uh, doing chores and stuff, <laughs> you know, and fixing stuff, is being in a place where, where I'm spontaneous and where we're, we're talking about this. But it's not just creating space and investing in this. It's also sometimes you have to retreat. Because mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes you cannot create space because there is no space in the house. Come on. Sometimes, you know, when we talk about creating space, sometimes you need to make your closet. Sometimes you need to make it your bathroom, whatever. But sometimes with the kids screaming and going, that's not the space. Mm -hmm. Jesus, the Bible actually makes it clear. It write this down in Luke chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. Jesus was doing incredible things and it makes it clear that it was his practice mm -hmm. to go away to desolate places and pray mm -hmm. and so he he was like you know I, I can't sometimes being around all of the multitudes and the people was not the place for him to be able to receive what he needed to connect with the father as he was submitted as a son on the earth during his earthly journey and so you know, sometimes you have to escape the places. My wife and I, for example, you know, and, and actually let me say this. So there's retreating. But not only that, sometimes you have to retreat with friends. In Matthew 26, verse 36, Jesus brought the mandem to come along and to stand aside and pray. And actually, the mandem fell asleep, but at least he didn't go by himself in that case. He says, stand over here and pray with me. This is why life groups are important, shameless plug. Yep. If you didn't let us know what day works for you, like, uh, servecity.ca forward slash poll. And when life groups show up, be a part of one. Because mm -hmm. you're not meant to do life alone. Come on. But then look, this is a special one. And it's Matthew 17. And you can just read from 1 to 13 when you get the chance. But Jesus picked three guys that he went upon the mountain. Remember, he laid down, according to Philippians chapter 2, his godness when he was walking on the earth and he humbled himself as a son and as a servant to serve us and to die for our sins. What type of God? That's a shouting moment right there. What type of God would do that, right? But look, in this humanity, he created a space for three of his brethren them to see who he truly was. Oh my. This is the, you got to go read this when you get a chance. They saw him with his, with his garment shining. 
and white raiment. Pre previously, he was walking just humbled as a servant, and he took people who were able to see the inner him that were trustworthy. He created a space of intimacy where he could be open with his friends, and they saw him. Even Moses and Elijah showed up in this moment, and they were able to... Do you know how powerful this is? Yeah. But he created, he couldn't take the, he couldn't take everybody to that place. Um. And so you got to identify the people in your life. This is why, you know, um, there's something that we do. Um, you can go ahead and talk about it. Every year we decided that we take, each of us take a personal trip mm -hmm. and we do a, um, we try to do a, a together trip and a family trip. Yep. But it's so important when it's cheaper to go travel by yourself. No. Um, <laughs> It's, we travel by ourselves because it's a time that I can really pray and really like reflect what God is doing for me and not distracted by the kids. Because I told someone this week, you go for dinner with your spouse, you're still figuring out, you still have to compromise. What are we going to eat? What are we going to do? But when I'm by myself, I can choose whatever I want to eat. Mm -hmm. It's a vacation for myself and I can come back wanting my husband more, my kids more. Sometimes you have to have that space between things. And he does a personal trip with um, other personal by yourself or with friends you don't always yep. go with sometimes friends. i go out hunting and fishing the man them are out in the woods with ar-15s shooting stuff <laughs> y'all think this is a joke it's a long way from the hood but we have a blast man. <laughs> literally <laughs> out on the big horn in montana with some friends and having a blast out there so uh what happens in montana stays in montana amen <laughs> Um, but anyways, you know, this is powerful. You guys got to carve space out. And I, we got one last point for you, uh, and I hope that you're being blessed. Are you being blessed by this so far? Okay, here it is. Point number four, last point for you. Uh, don't let a shift in your situation change your prioritization of connection. So that's where we're ending because as we started, we said, you know, we had a shift in terms of child, children coming into the picture. That should not change. That should not change the priority uh, that it is to connect with the people that you need to connect with. Or a new job. A new job. What else? Um, a new relationship. Even sickness. All these various things. There's life changes and things that happen. And we often allow these things to take our priorities away. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, even when it comes to us as parents, you know, and as a pastor, I counsel people. I sit and talk with people all day around all sorts of things that they're going through. And it, it's a pleasure and it's an opportunity to help you all navigate. We marry and we bury and we do all sorts of stuff to serve and it's a pleasure. But I cannot give y'all the best and give my family the worst. And that's the way that a lot of us act when it comes to our job. You're out there punching a card and giving the, the, your boss the best, giving your, the boss Roots Chris, and then taking a doggy bag home for your children. And so it's very imperative that stuff in our situation doesn't shift us from being able to be to the place where we give uh, the best. And we do the same with God. Yeah. You know, we, we will work overtime to make the extra money, but we won't give overtime in prayer with God. Mm. Wow. And really, it needs to be the reverse. Give wow. God your best so you can do supernatural in your everyday life and you don't even have to work overtime. Mm. So good. You better, you better preach. I want to say, I want to share about even just prioritizing time. There was a season in our marriage that my husband was home with the kids and I was working full time. He was building church. And there was a time that um, he would wake up late because he's up late during the night doing internet stuff, writing stuff. And at the time, his uh, one of his primary responsibilities was watching the children. 
And at 10 o'clock, they were still in their PJs. I would be upset because there's no reason why you should be sleeping in when you know they had to get up. And so I finally was like, you know what? This is it. You gotta be up in the morning. Mm-hmm. If you wanna stay up all night, you, know, you still have to wake up because you, you have to give the kids their um, prioritize their time. And so sometimes when, um, in life, you have to make sure that even if you go to bed late watching that show, you can't afford to be late at work. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Even if you go to, like, you were, go to work on Saturday, church is a priority in our household. And Come we'll on. talk more about that next week or he's preaching next week for friends and family. That you go to work when you're tired, when you stayed up for the Super Bowl. You went to work Monday morning. Sure did. A Saturday night, you went up to a friend's house and you, there's no one to be found at church. We don't make church a priority. Church is really crucial in the, your spiritual walk, you building relationship. Be, there's something about doing life together, yeah. not just uh, plugging in, watching. I love podcasts. I love watching sermons, but you cannot replace what does happen here at the church. And then the thing is, a lot of us, we have such a consumer mentality when you think that you're just coming to church to receive, when in actuality, God has placed, and I just feel this so strong, God has placed something in you that the person maybe sitting next to you mm-hmm. needs to be able to receive. And oftentimes we deprive people from the breakthrough that they need because of our selfishness mm. and because we have not prioritized mm. the kingdom in this regard. And so I just want to encourage you guys to understand, man, like it's very imperative for us to be to a place where we are checking ourselves But we're checking ourselves to make sure, asking ourselves, are you creating the space that is necessary for the relationships that are integral uh, to success in your life? Because the the success of our life is especially attached um, to our investment in our relationships. And so stop waiting for people to do stuff. Stop making excuses. You can't make moves and make excuses simultaneously. And so I encourage you to be to a place where you make sure that you establish uh, a date night. And use 1 Corinthians, you know, chapter 13. Last week we talked about that uh, with love and what love is. What's love got to do with it? We talked about that and we unpacked it. I want to challenge you around that again. Use that as a referee. Because oftentimes the things in our life, if you weigh yourself up against that, Right, what love is and agape, which is unconditional or sacrificial love. We'll look and we'll be able to say, you know what, we we really need to check ourselves in a certain area and revamp the way that we're doing love, you know, as it pertains to And then first Corinthians, it talks about being rude or um not keeping score, it talks about being irritable. If you are in that place, you need a date night. Yeah. You need to carve out some time with your friends or you need to carve out time with your spouse or you need to carve out time with Jesus. If you're not living out 1 Corinthians, the love factor, and you feel like I'm tired or I, I can't express myself or I'm just rude to everyone, you need to carve some time out. I'll even say this, and, and, I, and this is, this is going to be really transparent. If you do premarital counseling with us, you'll hear this. Um, but I just want to, I think we need to be real uh, to let you know, sometimes, fam, you got to like actually schedule certain things. You know, and in order you, you, you schedule them initially, but then they become uh, they become a part of your fabric as you go. And so, you know, there might be a, there was a season where we had to schedule prayer in our life as a couple. And there was a there was a buzzer, a timer that would go off when we created the space in the schedule to pray as a couple got to the place where we eventually now we don't even have to because it's built into the fabric of your relationship and stuff happens through life and all that and whatever and you may have to switch it up but this is a prayer is now a vital thing in our lives sometimes you might even have to schedule sex come on 
Oh, y'all don't like this. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. If you are not having sex, I, I wish I didn't have to like sell this to people, but like, <laughs> you know, you would think people would be more excited about being able. Isn't it crazy? You know, it's so the, the devil will oftentimes, that's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, the apostle Paul talks about making sure that couples are having sex regularly. He says, so that the devil, and if you take a break from having sex, he says, do so with consent. Obviously, life things happen and bodily things happen. And he says, do so with consent so that you will not be tempted because of your lack of consistency or self-control. Sometimes you have to control yourself into having sex frequently. And so that's something that's imperative that we do. Because you oftentimes will have to schedule it for a season until it becomes regular so that you can have that intimacy in your life. I want to say one last point right, that we had here, and this is for relationships. Mm. Your girlfriend, or he was a mandem, um, shouldn't be outdoing you, showing your spouse love. If you're married, the girlfriends in their life should not be showing with flowers all the time, or giving them words of affirmation. Oh, girl, you're doing so good. Or brethren, giving them daps or whatever. We should be getting it in the home first. Wow so good make it a priority that if you, you see that you're every time your um significant other or your spouse is coming up like look what they did for me and they're not really talking about you they talk more about your friends than you we got to figure that out